God has no greater joy than to hear that His children are walking in the truth. We are dedicated to letting the truth of God's Word lead us. You are listening to One Truth Ministries Podcast. Here is your host, Ashley Posey. With One Truth Ministries. I am Ashley Posteen and this is Lanita Shepard. Good morning. Thank Hello. you for being here. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So if you don't know Lanita, you need to. Of course, she is a part of the One Truth Ministries team. Um, and so I'm so excited that we get to share this with you together today. Um, we have just went through last week answering the question, why do we pray? Such an important question. And if you didn't catch it, I encourage you go back check that out because it's going to lead us into the question we're going to talk about today which is how do we pray so we right. we know we should pray absolutely we've, we've learned that last week why should we pray check that one out but today we want to talk about how because that's the next question that oftentimes we get asked yeah um okay i know i should pray the bible says to pray yes. clearly unmistakably and yet how how am i supposed to pray and what's so fascinating to me about this is that the disciples asked Christ the same question. Exactly. Yeah. So we don't need to feel foolish if we have this question or if True. we wondered that. Yep. They were with Jesus, the word of God, and yet they said, would you teach us how to pray? Yeah. And what's so awesome is they would have been seeing him pray. You know, how many times did they right. watch him? Yep. And there was something about his prayer life that so grabbed them that they said, hey, teach us how to pray because maybe they felt like they weren't quite doing it right or they didn't really know True. how to connect with the father like right. he did. Right. There was yeah. an intimacy there, you know, between the Well, all the they two. saw was what the Pharisees and right. Sadducees had done. Yes. Yes. Up to that point. Right. And so I, I know we want to go to Matthew. Yeah. Um, and so if you guys were with us today, you can go back and rewatch this after you grab your Bibles. But Matthew chapter six is where Jesus answers um, this question, and we're going to read it from the NLT version. Some of you may have this memorized from a different version, mm -hmm. um, but we want you to hear it today. You want to go ahead and read sure. that for us? So they were asking, uh, how do we pray? And Jesus said, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Mm. And I'm sure we've heard this prayer many times, Absolutely. like you said, most people have it memorized. Right, right. But sometimes I wonder if, if we've heard it so many times that it's become so familiar, we don't stop to dissect the exact sentences, the words, and the meaning behind it. Exactly, because there's actually a lot of meaning all throughout this one little, I mean, you could, we could spend a lot of time exactly. going through it. Each line packs Every line. A, a lesson. Yeah. So let's be quick and let's do it. Let's hit this really okay. fast. Um, right away, what, what do you notice? The first thing is he says to do pray like this. And then his opening line is our father in heaven, mm. hallowed be your name. Right. Or holy, may, may your, your name, name be kept holy. Right. Yeah. And so right away, what jumps off the page at me, and then I'll let you jump in with that next part, is just him saying, our Father, which art in heaven. And we talked a tiny bit about this uh, last week uh, into, as to why we pray. But in this moment, when you submit to, to God in heaven as Father, 
you are literally declaring your dependence on him. Yes. You are saying you are father. I am child. Yes. You are creator. I am creation. You are king. I am servant. Yes. But you're, you're putting yourself in that place of humility right away, I feel yep. like, by even declaring he is my father. Right. And you're acknowledging what he has said about himself to be true. Right. In essence, you're right now saying, I believe you. Right. Not just believe in you, but I believe. You're making a faith yes, statement. A faith statement right away. Our father who is in heaven and you are believing that he, that is, he is father, that yes. he exists and that, and that he, he is, he is in, in heaven. heaven yes. right? So he's in charge of it all. And we know without faith, it's impossible to please God. He says, right. for anyone who believes in me has to know that I exist and I reward those who diligently seek me. And so here we are right away by, by declaring in faith, I know you are who you said you are Yes. and you can do who you, what you said you can do. Right? That's right. So that's what I see first off with yes. father. And then talk to us about this. May your name be kept holy. Well, a lot of times, um, and I'm sure we've heard it so many times, people tend to take the Lord's name in vain. Right. And I did a study on this, yes. and I know that a lot of times when we hear the Lord's name and then we hear a cuss word following it immediately, we think that's taking the Lord's name in vain, which it is. Sure. Uh, it's very disrespectful and bringing him down to a slang word. Absolutely. But it's more than that. Um, you can take the Lord's name in vain anytime you use it in an unholy, disrespectful way. Absolutely. Like how many times do we hear people say, oh my God, or, yes. you know, that kind of thing. And um, yeah. I've heard every excuse there is, well, I'm talking little G, not big G. And <laughs> what, right. what counts is anything that mm -hmm. is deemed holy, we should not make unholy. And Absolutely. God's already deemed his name holy. Yes. So what this is saying is, may your name always be kept holy. God never wanted us to use unholiness and then and use his name in vain. Then all of a sudden think we can come to him in prayer and hallow or make holy his name and mm -hmm. be taken serious. His name must be kept holy constantly in our lives, our lives, in our hearts, yes. everywhere. And yeah, the I, words that we speak, right. everything. Yeah. So that in one second, we're not yeah. bringing him down and we're not disrespecting him and then turning right back around yeah. and then trying to praise and lift up. Exactly. That's not when Jesus says, my, my people will worship in spirit and in truth. Yes. What is the true state of your heart towards God? Absolutely. And Jesus yeah. says, may his name always be kept holy to yes. you, you know, in your heart. And, um, and that's important. So you see right away, there's a couple declarative things going on in prayer. So yes. when you say, how do we pray? We come before God declaring who he is yes. and who the Bible has declared him to be. And we come before him with that adoration and that fear, that respect fear yes. um, before our God where we go, you are holy. You know, you think about uh, how it's depicted in Revelation, you know, holy, holy, holy are you Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Yes. That's that attitude of reverence. That's yes. the word I was looking for. Yeah. So we know when you say, how do we pray? Jesus taught his people, first of all, you come and you know God is who he says he is. You declare in faith yes. that he is Father and Lord over all, and you come before him with reverence. Right. Right? Absolutely. And so what's the second statement here? May your kingdom come soon. Mm. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So what do you think about that one? What is When you say, how do we pray? Now he's given us the second directive. Um, I think we need to always look forward to his coming. Mm -hmm. May you come soon. That means we're, we're constantly, number one, keeping our eyes 
to what we should be keeping our eyes and our focus on. Right. Which is when the Lord comes back for yes. us and we get to live with him eternally. That should be our number one Focal expectation yeah. for life. You know, mm-hmm. we should be so excited and, and ready for that. Um, and then the second part may your will be done will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I've heard a lot of different um, interpretations of this, mm-hmm. but I think what what he wants us to pray is we understand and we know where God is, how things are run in Absolutely. His kingdom. It's um, love driven. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. It's uh, reverential to God, like you said. The angels are in heaven praising and proclaiming him there's no no lie in heaven everything is truth it's perfect yes it's all that god is yes and it's it's perfect love so what we're praying when we say that is we're praying that that kind of life can come down here where we are and live through us because we are supposed to live that way we are the kingdom we are not of this world but we are of his kingdom now so may that will be done on earth through us Right. As it is in heaven. Exactly. And that word kingdom means rule and reign. That's yes. what that word kingdom yes. means. So when he says, may your kingdom come, he's saying, may your rule, just like you were saying, and your yep. reign uh, come on this earth as it is in heaven. And for me, when you take it into the practical aspect of prayer, where this comes in for me is wanting my heart to align with his heart, yes. my agenda to align with his agenda. So now I've just declared that he's king, that he's father, hallowed be his name. And now I'm saying, God, your will fill this earth, including me. Yes. So your will, your kingdom, your reign, your rule, may it be done in me and on this earth as it is in heaven. Yes. And so this is a moment where whatever we're going through in our in our time of prayer, we can say, God, please give me your heart for this thing, whatever the thing is. Lord, what's your will in this mm-hmm. situation? What's your will for me today? What's your agenda? What are you busy about yeah. uh, regarding heaven today that I can join in with? Exactly. Because there's things that each one of us get to partner with him every yes. day if we'll yes. submit yeah. to his will. And that is a point that I feel like we skip over too often or yeah. don't pay attention to in our prayer lives. And it's key yes. uh, to spend that time going, okay, God, how can I align myself through your spirit with you today? Right. So so how can I make sure that my agenda for this day is actually your agenda? For this day. Yeah, and I think that's very important. If we truly want to pray the will of God, mm-hmm. then we do have to partner with him. And yes. he, and we do need him to share with us. Yes. Father, what is on your heart? Like yes. you said, what can I be praying for? Absolutely. Because Jesus made it so perfectly clear that we are to pray. Like yes. you said at the very beginning, there's power in that prayer. And he set it up to be that he will move Yes. in accordance to our prayers. Absolutely. So it is his will. And if we partner with him and we pray with him, with the things that are on his heart and in his mind, we know we're always praying his will mm-hmm. and our prayers are going to be answered. Absolutely. Yep. So it's very important to partner with him. Absolutely. And so that's that next kind of section as far as, okay, how do we pray? Um, we're declaring who he is. We're praising him. We're we're keeping his name, and and not just his name. And remember, name is is the embodiment of his entire character. Exactly, it's who it's he is. Him. It's him. Mm-hmm. So he is holy to us. Yes. And we're declaring that, making that clear. And then we say, okay, we want to come into alignment with your will. Yes. In other words, we can't just go to him and say, God, do this, 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 this for me. Um, do this in our nation because I said so, and I think it's the best. I mean, yeah. I think I have a good plan. And so we're not coming before him wanting our wills to be done. Right. We want our wills to become his will because then 
Yes. We know he hears yes. and we know he'll answer. Right. He's always going to answer his own will. Right? Exactly. <laughs> He's will sovereign. Happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yep. And so we want to come. We um, want to be a part of that. Yes. And part of the to, solution. Exactly. Yep. We want to come into agreement. Yes. With that will. Yes. So what's our next uh, point here that he gives us in verse 11? Give us today the food we need. Yeah. And so let's stop right there. So this is where the um, typical part of our prayers come in, what we would call supplication. Right. So now now Jesus turns to, it's okay to ask for your needs to be met. But what's something interesting about how he's asking for these needs to be met? Give us today the food we need. Yeah. So it's, what is our need, God? Not what... Can I, what is my desires, uh, my Christmas list to yes. bring to you yes. of everything I want and everything I desire fulfill my flesh? Right. It's, um, Lord, I have this, this need, yeah. which he's told us what our needs are. Yeah. With food and raiment, be content. Yeah. So as long as we have a, a roof over our head, we have food on our table, we have the things to sustain life, mm-hmm. uh, that should be number one, what we would ask right. for. And so he's covering that provision where we're literally mm-hmm. saying, Lord, provide for us, your creatures. Your and creation. in doing that, we are partnering with him because yep. we already know that's his will because he's already said yes. he will do that for and us. And that's where it gets sticky when we want to take this and think that our daily bread is a Lamborghini. Exactly. Or, you know, a new trip to Hawaii or something. Yeah. And, yeah. and Jesus is like, hmm, daily bread. <laughs> I don't know. You know, give us that that bread, that food for today that we need. And I love that he puts those two words in there, today Mm -hmm. and need. Right. Because this is the example he taught the children of Israel in the wilderness. Uh, That's what I was going to say. Yep. Yeah. He made that clear to them back then. I will give you what you need for For this day. Tomorrow has enough worries of its own. Mm -hmm. So in other words, keeping us not thinking always about about, uh, storing up and storing up. So I have an overflow for the next day and the next day. The the next day will come and I'll give you what you need for that day. But it's, and I believe why he chooses to do this is to keep us in a place of dependence on him. Where we know we need him every day. And the truth of the matter is, if you've ever been to a third world nation, those people live independence they know what this means in, in yes. such a, a vastly different way than we do in america Absolutely. where they know i literally have enough food for today for my kids barely yeah. and tomorrow i'm going to depend on god again to sustain me yeah. again and so they're not asking for these grandiose things what they're asking for is just that yeah. that their needs would be met um you know according to his and will. how often do we have to do that sincerely yes. you know we can run down to the get mm-hmm. quick and get a loaf of bread whenever yeah. we need it or a yeah. gallon of milk or or you know, we those kind of things are we don't even... Over Christmas, we lost our well pump here. We had no water. Yeah. But we, we went to Walmart and got jugs of water. Yeah, you know what I, mean? Exactly. I mean, I still felt like a pioneer woman. Yes. Because we were... <laughs> We were out getting buckets we of cistern We had to water. go to the cistern <laughs> and did. fill it up. So it, it doesn't matter that it was right off the porch. And it was raining continually. And it, it was raining. <laughs> so, we had to go But you see, God him. gave us what we needed. He did. He gave he, us the he rain. He did. <laughs> Which was a blessing. So we know we're asking this. And so I would caution us. And it's not that you can't share your heart and your desires with God. Of course, exactly. we can pray over all things. But when we're coming before him with these needs, let's just be cognizant of what is it that I need. Yeah today. Um, And it might not even be a physicality type of a need. It might be something where, again, according with his will, you'd say, today, God, I just need you to sustain my heart. I'm in a place where Lord, sadness is washing over me. Comfort me. me, I need your joy. I need your peace. And so think about those things. What do you need for today Mm -hmm. that God has promised in his word? That's according to his will. He's given us joy, peace. He wants that abounding in us. 
So those are needs we can ask for with confidence, uh, you know, before him. And he even promised when he promised the Holy Spirit, he said, um, I will give you what you ask in my name, mm-hmm. which a lot of times we want to take that scripture there yes. and turn it into anything. It's a free ticket to ask for whatever we want. But what he was promising was the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Yeah. And there's days when if we don't feel his power, it's like, Lord, help me to feel your power today. Yeah. Help me to feel your presence. And help that's, me to know your presence yes. today. Yeah. And, and that's what we're asking me. for. And yep. he promised mm-hmm. to give it. Yes. Exactly. And so then in verse 12, uh, so we, we go through the supplication part. And then in verse 12, he reminds us of this. What does he say? And forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. Really important. So this this we go Very, into confession. Yes. Um, in, this, in this time. And I just want to pause for a second and say, while this is an incredible layout and you can pray it in this order, it doesn't always have to come in this oh, absolutely. order when you're when you're in yes. his presence. Yep. Sometimes you're starting with confession because that's just right yeah. there on your mind. And you know, before you enter into his presence, you you want to have a time of confession. Yes. yes. Um, but that's what Jesus is pointing here. Forgive us our sins. Um, what? So anything there that stands out at you? Um, well, I I like that. You know, when he teaches about communion and to come before him, um, before we ever partake yeah. of the bread of life before we ever partake of his provisions or anything that we ask for, if we've got something in our heart against somebody, mm-hmm. go. Leave that there. Take care of it first, yeah. then come back to the table. Mm-hmm. Then come back to his provisions and, and what his he has then. for us. Yeah. Yes, in his presence. And make sure we have, we come before him with clean hands and a pure heart. Absolutely. And that yeah. I think that is very important. Yeah. Yep, and so he, he ends it this way. Well... We'll, we'll cover this too. So forgive us our sins. Second thing being really important, as we Sweet. have forgiven um, those who sin against yes. us. Extremely important. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're coming with clean hands before God as far as confessing our sins. Yes. But you guys, we want to come before our God with forgiveness in our heart yes. toward anybody else. Yes. I encourage you, don't come before the Lord with unforgiveness harbored up and resentment. Instead, deal with that first. Absolutely. And deal with that with the people Deal with that if, if they don't know about it and it's really between you and God and it's this unforgiveness you have in your heart, deal with it with the Lord yeah. um, before coming into his presence, right? Yes, absolutely. Because what does he say? He says that down in verse 14. Yes. If you forgive those that sin against you, then your heavenly Father will forgive you your sins. But if we do not yeah. forgive, yeah. then we will not be, be forgiven. forgiven. And I think huge. that it's so huge. How How... Yeah. Do we want God to forgive us? Because we know sin separates. Absolutely. We know it puts a divider between yes. us and God in our relationship. Yes. We don't want that. No. But if we could understand and remember that we've got to deal with those sins. We've got to deal with unforgiveness in our heart. Mm-hmm. And he cannot, yeah. cannot, will not yeah. forgive us if we do not forgive others. Absolutely. So he has that in there, and then he's going to end in verse 13 with this one. And do not let us yield to temptation, mm-hmm. but rescue us from the evil one. Mm-hmm. Yes. So in a practical sense, how do we incorporate this into our prayers? What are we praying in this moment? Oh, goodness, so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're praying for the strength mm-hmm. to overcome temptation when the devil comes to us. Sometimes when he comes to us and we don't even realize it. Right. 
and he's putting things before us and we're not really catching that we're being tempted sometimes. And that's where we need the Holy Spirit and we need God to help us see what's really happening. See with spiritual eyes. This is a temptation. This is a trap. This is something that the devil is seeing for my bad and sometimes we need to know that that holds there before we fall into it. Absolutely. So we're asking God to help us before it happens. Yes, exactly. And so you're saying make us aware. I mean, yeah. that's that's part of that practical application of prayer where you can say, God, help me today not to. And I love that he says, don't let me yield to temptation. Yes. Do not let me give into it. Right. So A, I better be aware of it so I know Number where one. it is. Number one, right. Yeah. Um, so help me to, to know that it's there. And two, Give me the strength Mm -hmm. to not yield to it. One of the most misinterpreted scriptures, I feel like in the Bible, somebody just said it to me the other day, well, God will never give you more than you can bear. Oh, I know. False. That's not in the Bible. Um, I did a myth buster on that one a long time ago. But what he does say is I will not let you be tempted uh, more than beyond. Beyond, yes. And so he says there for for every temptation there, there will be a, a way out of escape yeah right there's a way of an, yep. of an escape and so this is where we can go back to God's word and know it's his will yes and say do not let me yield to temptation you've promised a way out yes. so show me where that way out is show me how I can say no give me the the wherewithal to know that um, and then of course he ends you know and rescue us from the evil one right rescue us from the evil one which is obviously in accordance with his will because Christ came to rescue us. He is the rescuer. He, he defeated the evil defeated, one. Defeated, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And I think the the thing with the, um, the temptation one of let us not yield to temptation too is uh, the thing of sometimes we look at temptation when it comes to us and we want to say this is too much for me. Yeah. I can't do this. Yeah. It's just too much. Whether we have addictions in our life um, and you just seem like you're fighting constantly. Mm-hmm. Number one, you can't do it on your own. No. You cannot. No. It is too much for you. But right here and in other places, like you were saying a while ago, he does provide a way of escape. Yeah. And that's through him, the strength that he gives you. That's through his word. Right. That's through prayer. That's through the these. The power of the Holy Spirit within yes. you. Yeah. yeah. So don't ever think that there's something too much. There's not a temptation, temptation. Yeah. that yeah. will come to us that we cannot say no to. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Amen. And so I know we're, we're going a little over today, so we want to we want to go ahead and wrap this up. Um, if you guys have ever heard, there's so many different acronyms for prayer, but if you're ever wondering, okay, I, I want to enter into a time of prayer. This is covering just what Jesus said here. There's obviously so many types of prayer, yes. intercession. Um, there's, um, you know, uh, the ones that we'll go over. So if you've heard this acronym ACTS, you can enter into the presence of God with adoration, which mm-hmm. we've talked about covered here. Um, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication, making right. our, our needs known, um, you know, before the Lord. Um, for me personally, I love to start my prayers uh, with both of those two things. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah. With um, Thanksgiving, I, I, it's very yes. hard for me to ever start praying before I'm thanking God. Right. Uh, mainly for who he is. Yeah. For what he's done. Yeah. Uh, and I just like to declare that. I, it doesn't yes. matter what is going on. That's how I start every single uh, prayer conversation. In fact, my kids have picked it up so much that even my daughter, I don't even think she realizes it anymore. It's just what comes out of her so fast. We can be sitting down to food and think, God, thank you for this day. Thank you for whatever, blah, blah, blah. And off she goes because I just yeah. 
don't even think she's aware sometimes. Yeah, but which that's, is amazing. Which that's is awesome. <laughs> but it's just kind of that 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 way of getting into it. So, yes. and I know for you, adoration and declaring yeah. who he is is big. Yes. Um, and so those are great ways to pray. But go to Matthew chapter six, um, you know, verses nine all the way through fourteen to look at how Jesus again was teaching his disciples to pray. We want to come before him, declaring our dependence in faith, believing he is who he says he is. Yes. He can do what he says he can do. Um, we're going to keep his name holy. We're going to confess our sins. We're going to forgive others. We're going to offer thanks, supplications for what um, uh, our needs are for today, and bringing ourselves into alignment with the will of God. Absolutely. His kingdom come. His will be done. Yes. On earth as it is in heaven. Amen. 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 Catch us back here next week because we're going to, she, she mentioned it a tiny bit, so I want to give a sneak peek of this, that we are to keep our minds focused on those things that are eternal. And that's why he says, your kingdom come, your will be done on this earth. He's teaching us to have an eternal mindset. What is that? How do we have one? We want to talk about that next week. We pray you have a fantastic week in the Lord. Amen. Amen.